Welcome to Backmarkers, the slowest motorsport podcast in the world. Probably. As you can see, or if you're listening online on Spotify or Apple, then you will hear that I am unfortunately on my own this evening. Kaza has jetted off to Australia, left me completely in charge of the podcast. In fact, he has no idea that I've still gone ahead and made the podcast, so this should come as a pleasant surprise to him. But I thought, do you know what? We might not do an hour-long podcast, but we could certainly do a little chatter about the upcoming Saudi Arabian Grand Prix this week. So, put your feet up. Make sure you're sat comfortably, a nice cup of tea or coffee, whatever tickles your fancy, while we get into this week's Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. This race we've only been to since 2021. It's a street circuit, but it's a very fast street circuit. I think drivers are going to find it particularly difficult because of the high track temperatures. This could potentially be an issue. For teams that might struggle with tyre wear, and it's definitely going to be a problem for teams that don't have pace, like Haas. Haas definitely don't have race pace, and I think they're going to be one of the teams that are going to struggle around the Saudi Arabia track. They proved time and time again that they have the one lap pace, which is Again, something they seem to have done this season. They've designed a car that is fast on one lap, but not very good under race situations. They have terrible tyre wear, which at a track like Saudi Arabia is really going to put them under immense pressure. I think we could see Haas somewhere at the back of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix on Sunday. It's upsetting because they've got two great drivers that come with experience, but I don't see how, based on the Bahrain Grand Prix, we're going to see any sort of change from a couple of weeks, or even the ability to make their tyres go faster, or even the ability to make their tyres last longer. So for me, I think Haas is going to be a team that could potentially do quite bad. Saudi. Another team that I'm I'm really worried for. I'm really, really worried for them because they've been a team that I have followed since I was a little girl. That's McLaren. Now, McLaren started their, their championship last year. Very similar to this year. They had two DNFs. You know, it's something that they do, they've done before and they came back and they managed to get a podium finish with Lando. Um, I think they were the, the only team outside of the top three last year to get a podium. So it is possible. I'm not saying it's all doom and gloom, but they've had very little race running. Last race, you know, Lando made it near to the end, but he had uh, problems that meant that he ended up DNFing, but he pitted like six times. So there's no way that they've been able to kind of see how their tyre deck's going, how they are over race pace. They did look pretty quick, but again, they were pitting for new tyres, so they obviously had that advantage. 
Piastri was up there fighting, don't get me wrong, but he only lasted, what, was it 14 or 15 laps? So they're really going into this race a bit blind to what they could potentially get out of it. They weren't particularly quick in qualifying. In fact, Lando only got through because, well, he put the lap in first. They would have been booted out in Q1, which is really worrying to see. I know their wing tunnel, um, that's coming in June. They've had issues with that being built. It's been a bit of a, a problem for them since about 2021, I believe. So there is chance that we might see an improvement throughout the season. But as far as this weekend goes, I think this is going to be a very demanding track for the McLaren with their issues with the car and with their tyre deg potentially being unknown lack of speed this just isn't a track that i feel mclaren are going to do well at another team that i think might struggle this weekend is ferrari ferrari have pace there's no denying that they're not as quick as red bull but they have pace in fact i would say they're pretty on par with aston martin which i never thought i would really say if i'm being honest but here we are but their tyre deg was a slight concern, especially with Sainz, who really had no answer to Alonso because his tyre deg was a problem. So I think we could see with the higher temperatures, the faster track, that Ferrari potentially might have that issue. There's also been the issue of Charles Leclerc not making it to the end. That's worrying so early on to see them with mechanical issues. Yes, maybe it's best that you just have it all now and get it out of the way. But they're, what, God knows how many points behind already Red Bull. And seeing Red Bull being so strong, it's a real concern with Ferrari. I just think this track is going to be a little bit too much for their car. I hope I'm wrong because I really want to see Charles and Carlos up there fighting with Max but I genuinely don't think that's going to happen this weekend. Let's move on to some sort of positive because it's been really neg like we've literally just got into this podcast and I'm being negative it's like Kieran's here with us so let's be a bit more positive. It's also weird talking to myself I'm not gonna lie I'm literally just like I think I'm speed running this podcast I, I have my notes I'm trying to cover everything but I'm really kind of like I'm talking and no one's responding. It's kind of weird. But anyway, Red Bull are obviously the favourites for this uh, race. I mean, they're the favourites for the whole season, as George Russell said. You know, they're probably going to win everything. By the looks of it, that is a very high probability. This track should really suit their car. They've got speed. They've got tired egg. They've got everything. I mean, the car, it just seems to tick every single box. And other than Perez, who was 11 seconds away from Max at Bahrain consistently on all three stints, there isn't really anyone that can fight Max. I think Max will probably go ahead and win this, unless there's reliability issues, which, I mean, that would be a bit of a turn up. But yeah, I think it will be a fairly easy one-two for Red Bull with Max taking the win. As far as third place is concerned, it'd be easy to say, maybe Aston. We look at it from how Bahrain was. They were very good on their tyres and they had pace. But this is a more demanding track. And we may see 
we may see some faults with that car. They've took a massive leap from where they were seventh in the championship last season all the way up to being what the second best car potentially. I think things could start to unravel, but I am hoping with my green background for another Alonso podium. It's possible. You know, Ferrari could have tyre deck issues. Mercedes are not on it. I mean, who else could potentially get there? Lance, but I mean, God, he was at Bahrain with only two weeks recovery after his broken wrist. He's, what, four or five weeks in at this track. I really don't feel he's going to be back up to full pace. But I can see him definitely being up there P4, P5. But yeah, I think Alonso's going to grab that P3. And I'm excited for it. And I really want to see Alonso battling with Max. I think throw Lewis in there, although there's been a lot going on with Mercedes. Um... Just in the past week or so, it's been quite concerning to see that apparently Lewis has spoken up about the fact that he told them that he wasn't fully behind the design of the car. And you have to listen to your driver. Your driver is the one who is in that car throughout practice, qualifying, racing. They know that car inside and out. And like he said, I know racing cars. I've raced many racing cars. I know when one is working and when one isn't. And yes, you can have your engineers and your mechanics telling you one thing, but getting into a car, putting your hands on the steering wheel, feet on the pedals, feeling that car yourself is very different. And if that is the case, I have no idea why Mercedes chose to do that. They've literally just kicked themselves in the nuts. I mean, what else did they expect to come of this season with a car that didn't really break any ground last year? It was no competition for Red Bull. They knew Red Bull would be strong this year, stronger than last year. And you kind of have to think, okay, you've made an error. Make it right, George's comments, as I said previously. Just, it looks like a really bad time at Mercedes. At this Grand Prix, it's going to be touch and go. They tend to have like the f- maybe fourth quickest car, but you have to bear in mind that Alpine don't look that bad either. Alpine didn't have that, didn't have too bad a race. With Pierre, they're not as bad as I thought they were going to be after testing. I think everyone was quite shocked with how well Pierre got from back of the grid to P9. They do look like they've got some pace. And if Mercedes struggle with tired egg and it's more in the favour of Alpine, I mean, you could see them battling with George, potentially Lewis, who can say. Further down the field, Williams, absolutely impressed with them last two weekends ago. (laughs) Um, They had such a fantastic race with Albon getting points in the first race, which has been a while um, since Williams have done that. Um, Sargent had a great race as well, not far behind Albon. They seem to have stepped up, and that's where teams like Alfa Romeo, Haas, they all have to be worried about that. 
because Williams were very much at the back of the grid last year. Someone's got to replace Williams at the back of the grid. I can't see it being Alfa Romeo. They did pretty much, well, they did quite well, didn't they, at, at Bahrain? I don't think it was groundbreaking, but they were quite consistent and Bottas was up there fighting. I know that Joe had to pit towards the end of the race, so we don't really know where he could have ended up. But um, I wouldn't say they're, you know, I don't know. Could they get a top 10 at Saudi, potentially? They've got the Alpha Tauris to think about as well. They didn't look too far off the pace. Pretty consistent. But yeah, I think it will be quite a close fight in the midfield. I can't say that I'm someone who particularly enjoys the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Political reasons probably make me go, I wish we weren't going there. It's not a bad track. They've done some changes for this race, um, for this year, in fact. So, the track changes coming to Saudi Arabia. Um, we have rumble lines. These are special rumble lines, not just any normal rumble lines. Uh, they shake the car, causing traction to be lost and slowing it down. Um, they've been added to turns 3, 14, 19, 20 and 21. Um, beveled curbs have been added in place of the steel ones. I didn't really think they were a good idea, but never mind. Turn 4, 8, 10, 11, 17 and 23 have those added. The driver sight lines. So they've shifted some of the fences at turn 14 and 20. Um, the fence wall on the right and on the left hand side. They've been moved by 7.5 and 5 metres. Um, 7.5 for turn 14 and 5 for uh, turn 20. An extra rumble line has been put in between the white line and the fence wall. And the fence wall has been adjusted at turns 8 and 10 to give drivers more visibility um, of the corner ahead. Um, and turns 22 and 23 have seen the S shape squeezed. Um, because they've placed a fence there at 23, or an adjustment, sorry, of a fence. Um, and the addition of a beveled curb, with a view of slowing the cars down by approximately 50 kilometers, kilom 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 I can't say it, 50 kilometers an hour. Jesus Christ, speech therapy, anyone. And they've made some changes to the track as well. They've, they've made it bigger, because um, the need and want to attend the Jeddah Grand Prix has grown. Um, they've had the completion of the Marina and Yacht Club and infield restaurants, um, which should be fantastic if you are heading to Saudi Arabia. I don't actually remember the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix from last year. I don't know why. I'm, I'm guessing nothing happened. It probably did and you'll all update me and tell me, how can you not, not remember that Grand Prix? It was great. Mine's gone blank. Um, I'm on my own and I don't have anyone can prompt me so blame Karen right now uh, but I'm excited for another race in Formula 1 I hope it's not as much of a snooze fest as last race because it was I mean look there were bits of it that were great there was Alonso thank goodness because that would have been a snooze fest and yes the cars have gotten closer 
but the cameras and where they're pointed and what they choose to show us, the fans, still very different. Uh, and it's most of the time not on any of the action that's going on. Um, it's just them watching cars go around instead while, you know, midfield to towards the back, they're overtaking. They've really got to do something about that because it does get really annoying. But I don't know, is there anything else that I could talk about? God, it's only been like, wow. See, I can close up this whole podcast in about 20 minutes without Kieran. That's how much he talks. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so a, a slightly smaller or shorter podcast this uh, this week without Kaza. Just basically airing my views about how I feel about what's going to happen at Saudi Arabia. Uh, one thing I will say is that I do hope that the teams get closer. I do hope that Mercedes, you know, knock some sense into themselves and redesign the car for the sake of the season. You know, there's been rumours around that they're just going to ditch this car and concentrate on next year. Don't believe that for a second. They've said that in 2021. They only just lost the 2021 championship, so I don't believe that for a second. I do feel there's another design, you know, plan B. They do need to get that out because their car isn't competitive right now. Um, and it's not going to even touch the surface when it comes to Red Bull. So hopefully a redesign can um, bring them up the field. Ferrari's reliability issues need to be sorted. And we need Aston Martin to just, just have a couple miles per hour more. Just just to see Max and Alonso. It would be quite interesting to see how much Alonso and Max get on if they were battling for a championship. Because Alonso is not an easy customer. And I mean, I'm not even getting into Max Verstappen. <laughs> it would be quite funny to watch that. And I hope we do see that this season. Thank you, everyone for watching listening i'm sorry it's not been the usual in-depth hour-long chatter but it is me on my own but normal service will resume next week when we will be back next tuesday talking about everything that happened at the saudi saudi arabia grand prix and hopefully it'll be we had a great face it was so exciting that we need four hours to do this podcast but um, my bet is that it's probably not gonna be kaza will be back I know his fan club is going to be very excited about that. So make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Follow on all of the podcast main places, Spotify, Apple, so on. And if you could, leave us a review. Leave us a comment on YouTube. It really helps us to get seen. We are a very new podcast. We thank everyone that has taken the time out to listen to us and watch us. Um, we're just two people who enjoy Formula One, enjoy talking about it, and we're delighted that we can share that with you. So if you could leave a little review saying, yeah, Hun's better than Keir, I would really appreciate it. That would be really good. But for now, enjoy Saudi Arabia, and we will, and we will both see you next week. Have a great week and a great weekend.